0: This holiday season, the management of MuppetHub.com would like to remind you to be on the lookout for symptoms of Muppet album song intro syndrome, or else this might happen to you. Hey, you know what, Steve? What's that, JD? Well, Steve, I gotta tell ya, correct me if I'm wrong here, Steve, but I think Christmas is one of the top ten times of the whole year. What do you mean, JD? Christmas is the best!
1: Are you sure about that, Steve? I sure am, JD. Well, Steve? Yeah, JD? Tell me, Steve, what makes you so sure about that? Well, JD, I've got a song about it. That's great, Steve. Sure is, JD. Uh, Steve. JD. Steve.
0: JD. Uh, Steve. JD. Say, Steve. Yeah, JD? I was wondering, Steve, where do you think wisdom comes from? Well, JD, I'm just not sure. Well, you know, Steve. What's that, JD? They say, Steve, that it's in every one of us to be
1: wise. Really, JD? Sure do, Steve. JD. Steve. JD. Steve. (sighs) 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 JD. Steve. JD. Rabbit season. Hey there, Steve. Hi-ho, JD. Steve, have you ever heard of Alfie? You mean the Christmas tree, JD? That's the one, Steve. Do you have a song about that, JD? You bet I do, Steve. J.D.? Steve. J.D.? Steve. J.D.? JD. Steve! J.D. Third base, you know what, Steve? I think I do, J.D. Steve, I'm afraid we're never
0: going to get to the song. So it seems, J.D. I guess we're just trapped in the intro, Steve. And now, J.D., we're never gonna get out of this unless we start the show. In that case, Steve, let's save our mortal souls before being consumed by the song intro by starting the show right now, Steve. J.D., I,
1: woo-hoo! Uh, listen, everybody, we, we only have an hour to air. How come the tree's not decorated yet? Tents up, dance up, ah, ha, 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 Christmas in my belly. Um, Putting
0: on our live Christmas special every year is a real challenge, but, uh, you know, it's also a lot of fun because I get to do it with all my friends and.
1: Sorry! <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, 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 oh,
3: hot, 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 hot! Oh, Kermit, looky! Hmm? I was trying to clear Beaker's sinuses when, lo and behold, I stumbled upon a Rudolph for a reindeer sketch. Oh, uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: But uh, Bunsen, we don't have a reindeer sketch in the show. Oh, hmm. well, then it will just be for our holiday enjoyment, right, Piggy? When the Muppet Show is over, you know where to go. Come on down to Ralph's Tavern and let's talk Muppets. Oh, oh, oh! And welcome to Ralph's Tavern. On the menu today, we've got phone a friend, the online petition report, and more. Today's House Special is Single All the Way, the 10th episode of The Muppets on ABC. Joining us this week is Steve Swanson from The Muppet Cast with appearances by Mo Monster and Dwayne Fletcher. And now here's your host, J.D. Hansel.
1: Hi, everyone. Steve Swanson here. I've started recording early because I wanted to let you know that today's secret word is viscosity. Viscosity. If J.D. Hansel happens to say the word viscosity while we're talking for the show today, he'll win an all-expenses-paid-once-in-a-lifetime trip to... Oh, hey, J.D., how are you, buddy? Hey, how's it going, man? Hey, good to, good to see you, man. All right. Hey, are you ready to, to do the show? Yeah, I sure am. Okay. All right. I, I think we got some good stuff to, uh, to do here. Yeah, definitely. Lots of good stuff. And right. I wanted to say to our listeners,
0: happy holidays, because it's Let's Talk Muppets' first holiday special.
1: Yay! Huzzah. All right.
0: Yeah, we've got a bunch of cool people to talk to throughout the episode about single all the way. And uh, certainly not the least of them is Steve Swanson from the Muppet cast. Howdy, Steve. Hey. How are you doing? I'm, it's great to be here, JD. Yes, yes. I'm I'm feeling jolly as always. Kids
1: love me. I am too. What's going on over at the Muppet Cast, Z? Oh gosh. Just having a lot of fun celebrating the season, kind of winding down for the year, relaxing and enjoying some of that great Muppet holiday content. And uh, actually, I'm in the middle of a little bit of a Christmas contest. Uh if you email me, M-E at Muppetcast.com, with any Christmas request. Uh, you are automatically entered into the weekly Muppet Christmas holiday present giveaway thing, in which I will announce a winner every week and send them some Muppet stuff did, for Christmas. Did you think of these titles yourself, Steve? I did. Right now, yes.
0: Wow. Impressive stuff, man. Thank you. Thank you. And that can all be found at...
1: At MuppetCast.com, and yes. And we can contact you at... Me, M-E, at MuppetCast.com, or the Facebook page, MuppetCast.com slash Facebook, or Twitter, which is at MuppetCast, or iTunes, which is iTunes.com, no, which is MuppetCast.com slash iTunes, or at Instagram, which is just at MuppetCast. That's it. And we can snowball your house at? (laughs) If you can make it. To
0: Hilliard, Ohio, yes. Okay, great. Now, if our listeners want to know what's going on at Muppet Hub, of course, they can go to MuppetHub.com, the home of this podcast and other fun podcasty goodness and videos and the like. You can follow us on Facebook by going to MuppetHub.com slash Facebook, Uh, follow along on Twitter, or at least follow me. Uh, at JD11PC and follow Let's Talk Muppets specifically at New Muppet Show. I'm also on Reddit as JD11PC. I'm on Instagram as JD11PC. And on Tumblr, JD11PC.tumblr.com, I think, is the URL. So I'm there's a little bit of me around everywhere this time of year. Um, JD is involved in all of the things. I am involved in all of the things. I'm involved in too many things, and I'm going to have to start consolidating and making cuts. And it's mm-hmm. a shame. Yeah. Uh, one of our most beloved Muppet Hub productions might have to die soon. I. Oh, no. I know. I don't know. It's, it's just tricky to manage with, with all the different balls that I've got in the air. But what's really getting going now uh, that's exciting
1: me so much is 11 Point Collar's YouTube channel. Have you, that's awesome. Have you gotten
0: the chance to look at that, Steve?
1: I have very much enjoyed the Muppet Hub YouTube channel, yes. Well, not the Muppet Hub YouTube channel. For, that's, that's Muppet Hub video. This is Muppet Hub's
0: podcasts over on the 11 Point Collar YouTube channel.
1: Oh, yes. No, that, that's what I mean. Yes, that's, I, that's I've enjoyed that. Yeah. I've enjoyed the Let's Talk Muppets podcast on YouTube. I've very much enjoyed the outtakes on YouTube. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I hope you've gotten to hear a lot of those because that's those have been really fun to do. I, I generally mix in some stuff that we could have used that got cut and some stuff that's clearly bloopers that could never actually be worked into the show. I
1: I actually, I hope that they're fun for more people than just us. Right. (laughs) Because they're a lot of fun for us. Exactly. For uh, for us who are involved, they're a blast, and we want to keep those around forever.
0: But for everyone else, I expect that those are pretty interesting, too. Because we talk about a lot of interesting stuff when we're off mic. We do, yes. We are entertaining guys. Yeah. But uh, we could use a few more subscribers for our 11-Point Collar YouTube channel. I'm pretty Mm. sure that if we get... Just a few more, then I should be able to set the YouTube URL the way that I want it. I'll unlock that feature, I think, with just a few more. Oh, Pretty nice. sure. And I want to be YouTube.com slash, you know, JD11PC or YouTube.com slash 11PC or mm-hmm. YouTube.com slash Podcasts. Something like that. Something cool right. like that. As it yes. stands, you can go to MuppetHub.com slash to get to the channel, but I'd like something a little bit better and easier. Yes, that still works, or at least it it should still work. Oh, goodness. uh, Well, if it's not up by now, by the time you're listening to this, then very shortly I'll have a link featured prominently on our homepage that'll get you over there so you can more easily subscribe. So just visit MuppetHub.com, and you should be able to find your way over there and check out all the great highlights that we've got, uh, behind-the-scenes stuff. I'm hoping to get some more exclusive content up there soon. But that subscription would really help me out, and that would help build the channel a lot. Anyway, Steve, are you ready
1: to jingle our way into the first segment? Oh, have we started the show? I didn't think we were actually doing anything. Yes, yes, let's do it! Are you kidding me, Steve? (laughs) Come on,
0: man. You should should know this by now. It's time for First Impressions. First Impressions! That was the first impressions theme, I think. And so this brings us to the part of the show when we give just that, our first impressions. So, Steve, I'm wondering, what did you think of this very special holiday episode as a whole? Okay, do you mind not eating those Pringles so loudly, dude? Kettle chip? Oh, they're kettle chips. I assumed Mm. you were going to go for uh, the new holiday classic um, mm. that everyone has to have at Christmas now, all of a sudden, the sour cream and onion Pringles. No, this is not shaped like a tongue, but they are delicious. Well, what do they have to do with your first impression of this episode of The Muppets?
1: Oh, nothing, nothing. Um, I enjoyed this episode of The Muppets. And you know what, J.D.? What's You that? know what? I, I have to tell you, I think this episode is one of the top ten of the whole season. I see where you're
0: going with this. Stop. We are not getting trapped in another musical number intro. Just stop.
1: Oh, darn. This was great. I laughed more at this episode than I think any other episode so far. This is the one that's got to wrap everything up and send us off into the holidays with a healthy dose of Muppet cheer. And I think it did that on all fronts. I mean, it had everything. We got a little bit more about Ken, which I'm sure we'll talk about. We got Samus coming back. Hashtag Samus. Oh wow! And the the minute I saw Sam, I'm waiting for it, you know, and I'm uh-huh. thinking, okay, it's going to be some kind of mistletoe thing with Janice, and I knew what was coming, and I still laughed out loud. He's so adorably pathetic. Uh huh. Sam going after Janice. Uh, I you know Yolanda really stepping up in this episode. Uh, what what can you not love about this whole thing? This is so much more than a first impression, Steve. But yeah, it's
0: amazing how like eight months ago or even less than that, we never, ever, ever in a million years would have guessed that there was going to be a new Muppet TV show that had a Christmas special with a plot concerning specifically Yolanda of all
1: characters. Oh my goodness, And And
0: that plus fantastic cameos from Big Mean Carl.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, you know what, my first impression of this whole thing, are you ready for this? Okay, let's hear it. Are you ready for this? I am not, but do it anyway. This one is better than Pig Out. No, I I really think it is. Uh, It's, you know, again, it's hard to top just the Muppets singing and having fun. But this had that and it had everything else I love about the Muppets, specifically Christmas. You know, I'm a sucker for Muppets at Christmas. You are. So this uh, this one just wins. This episode wins. Wow. I cannot believe this,
0: Steve. I never, ever thought that you would uh, that you would. (laughs) well that you would top pig out i don't know i'm not sure that this is on that level for me personally i i love this episode don't get me wrong i love this i'm tempted to say that of all of the muppet and henson and sesame christmas productions from over the years i would like to think that this is in the better half of them i really do which it's it's tough to top some of the other specials out there. I mean, obviously there is, it's so hard to beat. It's a very Merry Muppet Christmas movie because that's just perfection. Uh, Wink wink. But you know, I, I was just delighted to see an episode that had so much of the Christmas spirit in it and was just, really one of the most innocent episodes that this series has had so far. But in a good way. Not in the sense that it was too cute, like the 2011 Muppet movie, as Frank Oz rightly noted. But no, in the sense that it's just joyful and jolly and everything that you want a Muppet Christmas production to be.
1: Well, that and I thought Mindy Kaling did a great job of playing a certain version of herself. You know, completely self-absorbed, but comedically self-absorbed. Everything she did was adorable and funny And that's me saying a lot because I don't even really know that much about Mindy Kaling. I don't really care that much about her as an actress. I'm sure she's great, but I don't really watch her show. So I don't really, I don't know anything about her. And apparently I didn't need to know anything about her to have a great time watching her just completely be oblivious to everything, but in such a different way than Miss Piggy is oblivious to everything. Is it really all that different? I think so. I think so. Because Miss Piggy is so self-absorbed, but at the same time adversarial about it. She needs to be on top, and she needs you to be on bottom. Mm. Whereas with Mindy Kalig, it's like, oh, there, there's a you involved in this? <laughs> like the whole, when she's talking about going shopping. That's my, uh, my big piece of evidence for that. First of all, that was a great sketch with at the writer's desk
0: okay you're you're stealing all the things i was going to ask uh, right. you about sorry okay, okay okay i'm sorry well well okay we need to get to these talking points apparently or else you're just okay, gonna go do, and go and, yeah. go and go and go i am you are it's it's a good habit for a podcaster unless we're doing a show like this so mm. i guess it's time to go right into everyone's favorite segment or semi-favorite segment or it's a segment correcting kim Here's the official story synopsis from ABC.com. It's time for the Up Late with Miss Piggy Live holiday special. Kermit is dealing with a few pre show problems. Fozzie is turning out to be the most depressing Santa ever after Becky breaks up with him, which we don't get to see, which bothers me a little bit because if we're going to have a plotline about Becky, Becky should be present in some way, shape, or form. Come on now.
1: Do we really need that? Do we, J.D.?
0: I, I... I just... It just felt a little weird to me,
1: because you very much got this sense that... Well... Because it wasn't about Becky's feelings about anything. It was about Fozzie's reaction to it. Becky was fine. She was going to move on. She was going to ditch him. She was going to skedaddle. But Fozzie is the one we have to stick with, and... Fozzie all of a sudden has to be Santa, so it's funny to see him struggle with that. Okay, I just I just very much got the sense that they kind of took the cheap route and
0: rode around her, even though the breakup doesn't really make quite as much sense to me unless we get the scene to see how their relationship fell apart, because she was very tolerant about other stuff that Fozzie's done and a lot of his nonsense well. before. Um, and she stuck yeah, with him through that. So the idea that she wouldn't stick with him just because he started cracking too many
1: jokes—that seemed a little weak to me. Yeah, but Becky has been a very one-dimensional character this whole season—a very sweaty, one-dimensional character, but one-dimensional nonetheless.
0: Yeah, that's that's very very true. Um, so I think Animal eating the tinsel was an interesting way to start uh, to start the episode. A very fitting way. Right. Yes. Well, I, the, the animals' lines throughout this whole series have bothered me because for the most part, they haven't been quite animal enough for me. They've been, Okay, talk about that. They've been a little too cookie monster or uh, they're just not mm-hmm. quite animal in my view because lines like, um, it's Christmas in my belly doesn't sound like something animal would say unless it's baby animal. And I guess wait, that, wait, I guess that's what I'm really thinking. I think that baby animal would say a lot of the lines that Animal's been getting in this show.
1: I never would have thought of that, but that's a great uh a great thought there. I actually thought, um you know, my, my problem with animal is always that he's too eloquent. You know, he he uses too many words. He really should have what what did Frank Oz say? Like three main drivers in life. Uh food, sex and drums, right? And when he says things like uh, "animal do nude scene if tasteful," that falls way outside the boundaries of who that character right. is, in my mind, at least. Yeah, you know, maybe to the to the performers, maybe he's evolved to a certain point, but he hasn't evolved to me. Uh, especially when he's still—I mean, he loves getting thrown around by by scooter and all that kind of stuff. It makes sense to me that he's a simplistic character that would enjoy eating tinsel. I just don't know that he would be able to express that joy externally.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that we have seen him articulating things that generally Animal would not articulate because he's become less simplistic in a way that doesn't quite work for me. It -hmm. makes the character a little less believable for me. Um, Yes. But he's still been fun. He's still been a fun character in this show. Oh, yes, But what was even more fitting, in fact, I might say there is nothing more fitting for a Muppet Christmas production uh, then Bunsen turning Beaker into Rudolph and electrocuting his nose. Mm-hmm. That yes. was
1: perfect. Absolutely Just one more perfect. thing that, uh, you know, that's Bunsen and Beaker, mm-hmm. and they found a way to get them into this episode exactly in the way that they should be.
0: Yes, and I did love learning more about Ken. Were you happy, as happy as I was? Did you, oh, did yes. Did you jump and squeal and go, Ken, the way I did? Yes, I did, yes. It's great. I There's a part of me that hopes
1: we never, ever, ever see Ken. Oh, me too. But my question is, does Ken think that he's a Spanish guitar player or does he just grow his nails really long and that was Scooter's joke, you know? That's a good
0: question. I've assumed that he does not think that he's a Spanish guitar player because mm-hmm. generally someone is reasonably aware if they're from Spain um and well that, no that's spanish kinda...
1: style like flamenco
0: style well, yeah, guitar okay yes. uh, e- even still i think one
1: would be aware if they were spanish i think right
0: but i think that he was i, I really think that ken is just lazy about cutting his nails that's all it boils right. down to
1: well he's a little lax on the wardrobe department so i can imagine hygiene and just like because what... personal awareness is not his
0: right. strong suit when i picture ken i picture a guy who's like 50, yep. bald, hairy everywhere else but his head. Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, messy, unkempt facial hair. That's not too long, but not yeah. pretty. Um, bad breath, going yeah. around in a robe and nothing more and forgetting to tie the robe. Um, long, unkempt fingernails. Just everything unkempt and
1: just not a likable guy in the least. Yep. I think my only the only difference is I picture him with like very long unkempt hair, but apart from that, yeah, I think we are completely simpatico there. Does he have a bit of a
0: tan in your in your mind? Yeah.
1: Okay. Like a creepy like a creepy tan. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So the one difference is is the hair, but maybe the hair is a wig.
1: Now that could be yes. Writers, are you listening? We are on to something here. Are you listening, writers of the new Muppet Show? But we never want to see a picture of him. We never want to see a picture.
0: We just want to know that he is a long haired wig. Are you taking notes? We definitely need more of Ken. We need Ken. In every episode, we need Big Mean Carl in every episode, The Ken Report in every episode, ev- I mean, and, and Yolanda. Actually, Yolanda needs to get her own plot in every Christmas production from now I on. I think so, yeah. That's- that's just a rule now. I really love how Sweetums has been added just a little bit more as the episodes go by. So there's just a little bit
1: more Sweetums sprinkled throughout. Oh, yes. Oh, hey, JD! Yes? Surprise! I'm your secret Santa! <gasps> really? yes no it's way. me yeah wow yeah. I am so here, surprised here, here you go mm. I, I got you I got you a curling iron. Ooh. great all right um yes I, I got one for me too oh okay interesting yeah just as a just as an encase kind of thing you know yeah
0: all right we'll see how that we'll see how that goes for you uh, you got receipts right yeah okay great um Uh, continuing the story synopsis also guest star Mindy Kaling truly can't carry a tune during her holiday duet with Miss Piggy on the bright side Yolanda is racking up lots of Christmas gifts after initial uh, after initiating a sly secret Santa scheme gosh that's hard to say Mm -hmm. imagine if they had called the episode that a sly secret Santa scheme that would
1: be a bad choice I think yeah, single all the way was an interesting pun. It was a lot better, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I Somebody on Reddit said Pringles all the way, yeah. which I thought was funny. Uh, but copyright. Well, that, yes. Yeah. They
0: they should have called it, It's a Very Merry Yolanda Christmas Special. Not that there isn't product placement all over this show to begin with. I haven't noticed as much as you have, apparently, but there is some. Mm. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, there is, there is some. Um... What do we think of Yolanda's scheme, anyway? Was it a little too sly and devious and dishonest for an innocent character? Well,
1: she's a rat. I mean...
0: She's a rat. You know, you are not the only person who has made that point tonight. Like, when it, I've asked this a couple times now, and uh, I keep getting the answer, well, she's a rat. So, apparently, if it's a rat character, they're allowed to be as
1: as deceitful and mischievous as they want to, and it's not a problem for anybody? Well, even if, they have a, even if they have a good heart, JD, their value system is just completely skewed. I mean, when you grow up with 5,000 brothers and sisters, you, you, you got to look out for number one. And yet Kermit the Frog turned out just fine? Well, he's, now he's a frog. That's different. Uh-huh, because... Because rats are not frogs, JD.
0: But your point about the brothers and sisters... Anyway, sorry, rats wear hats. More
1: importantly... No, bears wear hats. Bears wear hats. Rats... Rats have fur. Have fur. But so do bears. frogs have very slippery skin with a lot of viscosity to it, you see. Okay. All right. Interesting word choice there. Mm, thank you. Yeah,
0: I'll make a thank note you. of that. I might okay. use that word in the future, maybe. Oh, okay. Maybe not. We'll see. Um, mm. I doubt it'll come up, though. Like, it's it's such an odd, unique... Anyway... Miss Piggy offers to help get Fozzie past his heartbreak. Her secret to feeling better, stuff. And already I can start getting into this this scene. Actually, we've skipped
1: a bit. Okay, but let's back up here.
0: Yeah, I was going to back up anyway.
1: Okay, because, first of all, in the first half of this series, maybe even in the first eight or even nine episodes, Piggy has trouble remembering anybody that she's ever worked with, especially Fozzie. She never even gets his name right. Now, all of a sudden, she cares enough about him to uh, to help him through this? It's It's a red herring, you see, to
0: distract her from the pain of her own breakup. Oh, okay. That's my take on it. If you give me only what? three seconds to come up with an answer, that's what I'm going to come up with. That's not a bad one there.
1: That's good. I know, but
0: I was going to back up, actually, because Sam Eagle is back to his shenanigans to get Janice, and it's an awkward delight. It's so great seeing him up to these little schemes again, and I could always use, like in every other episode, him trying another
1: little scheme to get closer and closer to her. His voice even gets excited when he's talking about it. It's like, I can start up my relationship with Janice. Like, he is so pumped up. It
0: does take on a totally different cadence than it does... In any other time, he's talking, doesn't it?
1: Oh yeah, it's not ladies and gentlemen. It's oh my gosh, here comes Janice. Ooh, you know that's true. It's totally different from what we're used to.
0: And of course, what I hear Sam Eagle saying most often is, "I am
1: completely naked." As well, and he's so he's naked under the mistletoe, huh? I mean, it's a party, right? Yeah, that's a heck of a Christmas party. I can't believe that yeah. was allowed on TV.
0: I know I an know. eagle.
1: Naked. And he's even the standards guy. And he
0: is, yeah. He so let he that
1: should, pass.
0: he It's amazing what Sam Eagle will let fly. I was about to say, he. oh, thank you. He, he let it fly, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, somebody had to make the joke. Yeah. I yeah. wonder what Sam Eagle would think of Donald Trump,
1: because mm. Eagles
0: haven't been too crazy about him lately, I hear. I saw that. Isn't that funny? It's yes. very funny. Um, it really but moving is. on as quickly as we can. Uh, we've finally addressed in this episode...
1: Um, the Swedish chef's marriage. Well, he's mentioned his marriage before, or it's been mentioned before, but he, yes, he wears a wedding ring. We knew, Many of us have seen that. We knew that, that much. Uh, but but I, yeah, Fozzie brings it to him that uh, you've been married for a long time, chef. And as, by the way, mm-hmm. as Fozzie is conversing with him about this, uh, did you notice that, well, the chef licks the bottom of one of the cookies on his plate and he puts it back down there? Uh that's actually a joke that they repeated because it was in the
0: background of a previous episode, way in the background in really? one of the first okay. few episodes. I think I pointed
1: this out to you on Let's Talk Muppets. You probably Go did. Back and there read were two and- characters that licked things because Chip made a a, mm-hmm. a big deal of licking his uh, Pringles chip and saying that he gets all the, the taste but none of the calories. Yeah,
0: you know, I was going to say, if I
1: can find Which, that... Which, by the way, can I just say how delicious? Mmm.
3: Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. But I was going
3: to mention, okay. Sorry about that. I was
1: going to mention, this
0: is the first episode in which we hear Chip talking about chips.
1: I know, isn't
0: that great? Is he a chip enthusiast? Is that how he well, got the name?
1: Or did he, he get the name from Computer Chips? Computer Chips? He's an IT potato guy. Potato Chips? Uh, what other kind of chips can we, chocolate chips? I Maybe he, go there. Okay. But, yeah. Um, I think that's, that's that's the end of the chip that's List. pretty much the whole chip
0: family right there.
1: Okay. All right. Yeah. So we just have to see the one more chip of our variety, and we've uh, we've kind of gone around the world. We've on covered this thing.
0: all the bases. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, Mindy Kaling made for um, well quite an interesting guest, and I'm still trying to figure out exactly what I think of her guest role. Um, in general, but, uh, well, let's, let's continue with the synopsis here. In an effort to get Mindy Kaling to not sing on the show, Gonzo pitches an idea for a comedy sketch. It's called Bachelor Elves. A bunch of little guys compete for her heart. Mindy digs both puns and parodies. Why does it say Mindy digs like this is the 1970s? I use that word a lot. But not in this way. Like, you can say, I dig that, I dig this. Mhm. Um but when it becomes Mindy digs this, okay. then it gets yeah. a little awkward. Particularly if it's Mindy digs both puns and parodies. Like you can use digs followed by a singular noun. Mhm. Um but when it's you know, he, she digs dogs and cats and things, then it gets a little I did not know odd. about these dig rules. There are there are definitely rules to the word dig. Um grammatical digging with JD Hansel. Yes, a new segment on Let's Talk Muppets. Let's talk Muppets. Not really. We'll we'll save that
1: segment for the reboot. On MuppetHub.com, I'm still working on that voice. You are so far away. I know.
0: You you, you have to listen to more, um, um, Casey Kasem. It's Casey Kasem, right? I know. Yeah. And yet the voice that you're doing just sounds like this all the time. I know. It's why do you do this, Steve? Twenty-four-seven. <laughs> why do you even bother? Your Muppet station. This is not even close to what Casey Kasem sounds like. It's amazing. It's like you're, it's kind of close. You're so far away. Oh, I'm not. Like, I I don't even know how to. Oh man, look, Dora the Explorer hasn't even walked the distance that your impression is from Casey Kasem. <laughs> And she's walked from Mexico to the North Pole in one Christmas special. Don't ask how I, saw I know that. it.
1: Yeah, I saw that on a, on a Geico commercial many many times as I was trying to watch uh, Walking Dead on my phone. <laughs> yes, good point. That commercial comes up a lot, but it's a clever
0: commercial, so to me, it's worth it. What I was trying to say, what I was trying to say, is that Mindy digs both puns and parodies, but she truly believes the public wants to hear her sing, and I thought that was a pretty neat scene in a way. Didn't you? I did
1: too. I, well, I, I love it because this kind of takes off on that uh, Mindy is so self-absorbed thing because what the way that she phrases it every time is that, well, the people that work for me tell me I can sing right? or you know, people who are unable either for financial reasons or otherwise to tell her that she's not good. Those are the people that she relies on for self-worth, for self-validation. Right. Well, to me, that still seems kind of piggy-like. Very much so. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: All right. Glad we're mostly agreed on that. hmm. Now, where am I in this outline? This keeps bouncing around
1: on I me. Think um, I think uh, I was trying oh, to... I remember I was, where we were. Well, I was... It, was, uh, it was the night before Christmas. And all through the house. Not a creature was stirring. Not even a mouse, because I told him to shut up. Oh, you didn't yell. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care. In hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there, but he won't be because I ate him. Well, now you've just ruined it. But, you know. That's the part that Big Mean Carl didn't get to, but he was. Well, see, when this
0: season of the show comes out on DVD, there are so many things that could make for amazing bonus features.
1: Oh, dear God, please. At the top
0: of the list is Big Mean Carl's full performance on stage of Twas the Night Before Christmas.
1: Oh, yes. Oh, if. Oh,
0: please. That would be the greatest bonus. Another online petition.
1: Oh, Lord Jesus and Sam Harris, please let that come on the DVD. <laughs> I, uh, Just covering my bases there. I'll, I'll leave it in.
0: I'll leave it in. <laughs> I was going that. to edit it out, but I'll leave it in. <laughs> to heck with it. It's Christmas. Oh, it's a Christmas miracle. Okay. All right. All right. Um. So the petition to... Um, uh, That's an important one. Big, mean, Carl's... And you're actually writing this. was by hand. The night before Christmas. Um, to DVD. Yes, I actually did write that by hand. Hmm. Well, you know, I, I, I type a lot of stuff up, but sometimes I don't get the opportunity. Hey, you know what? I actually tweeted Big Mean Carl something for his Q&A.
1: Let's see if he replied. I saw uh, Chris Harris also did that and got something back so he always gets something back the muppets chris, love him. i don't know I, they do he has muppets the magic love chris t- harris for some reason probably because he has shirts of all of them
0: that's that is the guaranteed way to uh to win their hearts i think
1: i think so that's got to
0: be the secret well i mean the secret is stuff right so
1: stuff this-
0: which is the scene that i was going to get to hey there it is there it is Um, Miss Piggy offers to get Fozzie past his heartbreak. Her secret to feeling better? Stuff! This includes gifts like cheese baskets and cordless neck massagers. As cool as this collection of presents is, Fozzie still misses Becky. Piggy advises him to fight for his true love. She's taken aback when Fozzie brings up her relationship with Kermit and how she's now alone at Christmas. At least she has cheese. Cheese! I know. Uncle Deadly. Uh. What was great about this is that, um... If I can find the scene here, uh, well, and then
1: her response of, "Yeah," uh-huh,
0: uh-huh. <laughs> it was so great, one of Miss Piggy's best deliveries in years. Um, but Deadly managed to get a laugh out of me before even speaking, thanks to the mirror bit. The
1: mirror bit.
0: When when she was turning her head in the mirror one way, his head tilted along with hers at the same time, so they were turning. Oh insane. yeah, when she was scrutinizing the sweater. Right. Yeah. Well, it was actually a really great effect, a special effect, when Scooter took off his sweater.
1: Oh, yeah. Take it off. Well, all right. If this is how you get ahead in show business. I know. Oh, my goodness.
0: I can't believe they did it, but they did it. This show just keeps getting better. It just keeps getting better and better. (laughs) Why is it going away now? Uh, because it's Christmas. Oh, it's a yeah. Christmas anti-miracle. Yes. It's a Christmas curse. Ah, thanks, Santa Christ. Anyway, um, so I love the scene between Fozzie, Piggy, and Uncle Deadly, just right from the very beginning, but the hugging bit. Uh, the hugging bit was great because it really contrasts Figgy and po- uh, Figgy and Pozzie. Wow. Piggy and Fozzie. Oh, yeah, the, the hug. Yeah, is, right. I know god no <laughs> <laughs> it's like fozzy's so innocent all he wants is a hug and she just is so not in tune with that kind Poor of thing guy. um and yeah. then of course you get can worms everywhere oh
1: i that line wins the whole episode i think really yes. yeah oh can open worms everywhere <laughs> and he's so like <laughs> genuinely well it's it's what we said when we were in Atlanta. You know, Uncle Deadly is the caretaker of Miss Piggy's delusion, and the moment that that facade is shattered, like that's his job to keep all that stuff in line. That's really his one job: it's, through the wardrobe, through the stuff, through everything. That's what he has to do. Because Kermit got tired of doing it, basically.
0: Kermit, yeah, 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 because he he can only protect her delusions so much, but Uncle Deadly does such a great job with it most of the time. But then he has to take on an almost Kermit-like role of fixing everything when that job goes wrong.
1: Yeah, that, and then I think there's just, that's kind of who Uncle Deadly's character is, or at least has become in the show, because during that uh, little exchange between Kermit and Piggy, Uncle Deadly is there kind of on the sidelines, and he kind of, Plays both sides a little bit, you know. First he with his little line of uh oh, men. Uh oh, women. Right.
0: Clever. It was yes. that was a great bit. I enjoyed that. Um where was I? I was going to mention Fozzie, that I, I it's just my, my favorite part of that whole scene though. I, I can I can never decide if it's Uncle Deadly going on about the can of worms or if it's Miss Piggy just going, It's stuff. Like That just, is really good. Just seeing her so excited about the word stuff, the most vague term in mm-hmm. the entire dictionary. Well, retail therapy is a real thing. It's, it's... For some well, people, I, I guess. All right. Well, anyway, I think the way that they handled the reveal of Yolanda's uh, shenanigans, I, that reveal was handled very well because it was so easy to make that into a bad sitcom moment, you know? Mm-hmm. When two people happen to walk into the room at the same time to give her her gifts. That's the cliche that you're expecting. But
1: You're her secret Santa, but I'm her secret Santa.
0: Right. Um, and that's exactly what I didn't want to happen. And instead, yeah. they went the route with Pepe, who comes up with his own clever scheme about this.
1: And then, again... Life is a game of chess. Keep going. Oh, and what's the most important piece on the board? The prod. Thank you. Which is silly, but it's it's Pepe. (laughs) It's so Pepe, though. Well, that and, of course, the... um, Gosh, Rizzo and Pepe had even more great stuff here. Nothing sexier than seeing a lady's back hair. Oh, goodness gracious. Gross, but funny.
0: Yeah. And then... Unless you're into that kind of thing, in which case it's not gross at all. It's totally okay.
1: You do. do you. Live your truth. It's a big old world out there. And then their exchange, which I think was just probably them messing around after the scene had really ended with the, uh, the bachelor elves with uh, Pepe coming up in the big muscle suit, which I lost at laughing at that point. But then uh, the two of them just talking and and Pepe like smacking Rizzo and Rizzo going down at the end of that. I I, love every second of that. I don't
0: think I laughed at all throughout that whole scene until Pepe hit Rizzo. And then I was thrilled and I got a big (laughs) kick out of it. That's when I laughed.
1: Exactly what it should have been. That's yep.
0: that's one of the guaranteed ways to get a laugh is to end your scene with just a simple punch. Yes. It, it well, that's Muppets, right? Violence is great. Violence is great. A Christmas message brought to you by Steve Swanson and the management of MuppetHub.com and the management of MuppetHub.com. I tell you, you you're so far in the front, Steven, You yeah. got to go way in the back. Okay. S- you know that. You know that thing that everyone has to do when they're a child of messing with the back of their throat like it's a, yeah. a washboard or scale or something. That
1: uh, yeah, yeah, That yeah, the, kind of the, thing. The frog thing. Yeah, you, yeah.
0: You kind of have to go back there the and start doing, doing that a
1: little That's a little hey, bit closer. You're a little bit closer. It, you're is starting it really? to get it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, that helped. What do you know? Thank you for helping me to impersonate a voice that I could use against you one day. It's true. Well, you know one of us could probably be
0: something of a voice coach someday. Ooh. Imagine hey, there's that. an idea. Yeah, crazy. Anyway, uh let's go back to Kim because this oh. is getting really long. Uh yes. Pepe it, it always gets long in this segment. Oh, yeah. Like it, it this I don't view this so much as a segment anymore as the equivalent to Sesame Street's street scene or street story. Well, it's just
1: story. otherwise known as most of the show. Right. Right.
0: You've got the main part of the show and then a few segments around it. And Correcting Kim is the main, it's the bulk of the show, uh, Mm -hmm. which is why it's always so weird when we put the commercial break after the segment, because then that gets pushed very late in the show. So for that reason alone, uh, we'll come back to Correcting Kim right after this. For information on how you can become a sponsor of Muppet Hub's podcast productions, please send an email to contact at jdhansel.com with the subject, Sponsor. Say, have you heard of MuppetHub.com? No, I have not. What is that? MuppetHub is where the Muppetational comes together. It's your source for great videos, articles, quizzes, trivia, and clip art. All about Jim Henson and the Muppets. It's also the home of 11-Point Collar, a Muppet fan podcast. This podcast I have to go to the bathroom now. What? In the middle of the promo? Fine, I'll finish the promo without you. This podcast has trivia, history, music, humor, and all of the things you love in a Muppet podcast. It's also had great guests, including Brian J. Jones, FrogFan76, Noel McNeil, Andrew James Spooner, the directors of I Am Big Bird, Peter Linz, and most of all, Ryan Dozier. Visit us at MuppetHub.com today. You'll be glad you did. I think that between the historical evidence for St. Nicholas that all historians are agreed upon. Yo, and, JD. and the necessity of Santa Claus in order for children to have morality. J- I argue that the real question is not whether or not there is a Santa Claus, but why people don't want to believe in him. Hi, JD, we're back. Oh, we are? Yes. Oh, reindeer poopy. Now it's time for another edition of Phone a Friend, the part of the show when you, our listeners, get to talk Muppets with us. Joining me for this segment is someone you may have seen around the web before. It's Mo Monster. Welcome to the show, Mo. Hey, JD. You hey. Want,
2: you want a Pringle or shaped like the human tongue?
0: Uh, I'm fine this time. I'll pass. But thank you for the offer. It's a very astute observation. They are shaped just like the human. That's very convenient Except for when you're trying to get them out of the packaging.
2: With my monster hands, it's really hard to reach into the cup and, you know, it's hard to peel it out, you know?
0: I'm sure it is. You probably get a lot of hair and fuzz and fur on your chips, don't you?
2: It never tastes good.
0: Oh, oh well. Well, to start off, uh, what have you thought of this new Muppet series as a whole so far?
2: Well, I really like it, but I feel like, I'm just because I'm a Muppet fan, I, I'm, I'm pretty much going to say that with anything. But, you know, I think it's, I think it's fantastic. I think it's great.
0: Great, yeah. I've certainly been enjoying it. It's been a blast, and it just keeps getting better and better. So, what are your thoughts on how this episode of The Muppets played out, As just as an episode? Does it hold up to the other episodes? Is it a good episode?
2: I think there are certain parts of it that were a little, you know, eh, but most of it was really, really good, I thought. Because I feel like in previous episodes, there's been a lot more jokes, but in this one, it's more emotional sort of stuff than uh,
0: jokes. That's true. That's that's a good point that I hadn't really thought about. It does definitely take a turn for the more, for the, for the real stuff, for just showing the characters having very real moments that are relatable and isn't always going after the punchline. Which is nice. That's what you want in a Christmas production sometimes. How do you think it holds up to other Muppet Christmas productions? Like, well, I, I could name a bunch. Obviously there are many to choose from, but is this one of the better Muppet specials or does it hold up to Emmett Otter or It's a Very Merry Muppet Christmas movie or Muppet Family Christmas? Where do you think it stands?
2: We should rank all of them. So my number one pick for Christmas Muppet things is probably Muppet Family Christmas. Naturally. And number two is probably Muppet Christmas Carol. And I haven't seen Emmett Otter that much, but I'm gonna gonna put this episode of the Muppets at number three, and then I'm gonna put the two specials that I'm blanking on after that. And uh, Emmett Otter is undecided because I haven't seen
0: it that much. Well, you're in luck since they're going to be broadcasting it on TV very, very soon with Kermit the Frog in intact. I'm
2: really excited about
0: that. Yeah, and they're also doing, on December 15th, an Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas concert in New York City with Paul Williams. I wanted to go to, but I can't, so... Yeah, well, I for our listeners out there, I have the link on MuppetHub.com. Uh, so you can be sure to check that out. It looks like it's going to be a pretty fun concert. But did you like uh, Mindy Colling, if I'm saying her name right, as a guest star?
2: Is it Kaling or Colling? Cal-
0: um, I, I I have no idea. I should know this. I'm supposed to be a professional podcaster, but I've never been able to figure out. I thought it was calling, but it, it beats me.
2: Anyway, I thought she was pretty good. Yeah. Anyway, I think, JD, I think your audio levels might be off because... Your audio levels sound like a cat drowning another cat, and neither one of them
0: can sing. Oh boy. First it was Steve hitting me with the quotes, and now it's Mo Monster. Just keeps coming. I, I'm afraid of when Frog Fan gets on the show with a whole list of quotes. That's going to be. Oh boy. <laughs> but hey, we've got a while to wait for that because of the season break, you know? All right, I'll try to uh, fix my audio so it's less cat like and more dog like. But what did you think of Yolanda being so sort of sly and dishonest in this episode is that a good fit for her character you think
2: i think it was pretty i think it was pretty good that uh you because you know she's a rat obviously right i think so more of her character and because we haven't really seen a lot of her character we've just only seen like little snippets of her doing like little quirky jokes and things but now we get to see her a little more in depth and i think it's
0: pretty good yeah yeah you'd never expect that she would be one of the characters to get basically basically her own subplot but here we are.
2: has a gift receipt, right?
0: Another quote. I can't keep track of the quotes. I don't remember things. That's my problem. Steve got it. When Steve heard this, he just got it. He laughed. Hmm. So that's good for him. But anyway, uh, does this episode make you think that we'll see Kermit and Piggy back together as a couple sometime soon?
2: I think that maybe by the end of the... I don't know, because the reboot The reboot makes me think differently. Because if they're just going to be doing the normal show... For the rest of the season I'm like oh yeah They're going to get back together At the end of the season But because of the reboot I think we might They might abandon it And I don't know
0: It's really hard to say What's going to happen When the Muppets come back From the break I currently As of recording this Have no clue what to expect I'm just hoping that they keep All of the big mean Carl And all of the Uncle Deadly And um Well Maybe I can pass on Chip But you know what He's not a He's not the worst character So We'll see how it goes You looking forward to the reboot, or nervous about the reboot, or...
2: Um, I don't know. I really like what they've been doing, so I'm a little afraid. But, if, you know, they're the Muppets, so, you know, they'll do something good.
0: Yeah, they can always turn anything around into something pretty interesting. Well, almost always. Every now and again, you get something that's not quite desirable. But so far, I think this series has been something worth uh, being proud of. And has been a very quotable series. Do you, uh, do you have any favorite moments or favorite quotes from this week's show?
2: Um, I like the, uh, the Pringle one that I said earlier. Uh, I love, kids love Big Mean Carl. I love Fuzzy's Hug Bit. Yep. Can, open, worms, everywhere. Dream Rub. No place for those tense muscles to hide, you know? hmm Uh, the most power piece, the most powerful piece on the chessboard is the, the pawn. I thought that was pretty good.
0: That was clever.
2: You have Yolanda for your secret Santa?
0: You know, oddly enough, I was talking to Steve about it and somehow he had Yolanda for his secret Santa and I had Yolanda for my secret Santa.
2: I was talking to John Evergenius, and we both have Yolanda.
0: What do you know? Wow. What are the odds? I gotta message Jared if he has if he has the time while he's busy with his meeting with Fozzie and the Muppet gang over in California. But who knows? Maybe he also actually went over there to meet the Muppets so that he could give Yolanda her gift. You never know. Hopefully, the only Secret Santa gifts that she got were the really stupid ones, so it's not worth much anyway. But you never know. Anything else you'd like to say?
2: Uh, You can check out my show at youtube.com slash user slash puppets. It's the Mo Show. It's a wonderful show about me and my cast of characters, and we do a bunch of things. And it's fun.
0: Sounds very fun. Yeah, I got to check out the channel, and uh, you're doing some pretty impressive stuff over there, I see. Actually, if you like, I can probably make this a little bit easier on the listeners, and uh, if you go to MuppetHub.com slash Mo, M-O, then that can redirect around to your YouTube channel. Does that sound good? I'll do that. Okay, all right. In that case, this has been lots of fun, Mr. Monster, so thank you for coming on the show. Okay, and now we're back to correcting Kim, which makes me realize I have no idea where I'm going to edit in that... Um Phone a friend segment that I needed to edit in, mm. but I'll find a place.
1: All right. We're, These chips are delightful. We'll Can work. I interest you in a chip, by the way?
0: Uh, no, thanks. I don't care. Maybe for, a, a, a cuppy cake? No, no. It's it's. Mm. I, I am really, really tired of cupcakes because of the Muppet cupcakes always flooding my dash mm.
3: every day.
1: Yeah, that's isn't that just, yeah. I'm, I'm really glad that I'm past that. Uh, anyway. Pepe believes Rizzo is lying about having
0: Yolanda for the Secret Santa exchange because, uh, he actually has him. That's great pronoun use, Kim. Uh, that's not the case at all. Everyone realizes that they all have Yolanda, even Andy and Randy. Uh, they also know that she was overlooked last Christmas. To make up for it, and what a coincidence that the only people who could have possibly been involved in giving Yolanda, uh, a secret Santa gift, happened to be in that room at that time. All in the room. So that they and could nobody perfectly... nobody left
1: that job over the past year or was hired on. Right. So they just... could
0: perfectly deduce it in all of three seconds. Yep. How yeah. convenient. It's almost convenient. as if it was scripted that way. To make up mm. for it, the gang gives her all their presents anyway. Yolanda is overwhelmed. She's also wondering if everything has a gift receipt. That was an interesting way to end it.
1: Well, she is a rat, after all. I mean, she just has to have some sort of snarky uh, little thing to go out on. Yeah, you're right. Is Gouda your soulmate, Steve? Uh, Gouda is actually not my soulmate. Mm. Um, I enjoy a a nice Colby. Um, uh, Sharp Cheddar. I'm a big fan of Sharp Cheddar.
0: Well, that's nice. Anyway, the scene between Kermit and Piggy in their dressing room towards the end was... Brie can be very, very nice. What's that? Brie can be very, very nice. That's not what I was talking about but okay anyway oh. um fozzy makes amends with becky but now piggy is not the, the not I mean, that there,
1: there's, there's this lady i, I work with brie she's she's fantastic
0: okay can can i resume
1: hmm? oh can yeah go the go ahead. okay okay
0: Fozzie makes amends with Becky, but now Piggy is the one having an emotional crisis. She takes a break from her mass consumption of cheese to detail how she's alone at Christmas. Kermit assures her—wait, nope, it says Kermit assure her that lots of people are alone right up until the moment she comes onto their TV screen. Come on, add an S, Kim. Kermit assures. Come on.
1: Kermit— Assures? As as, as opposed to being at
0: sea? That's not the point, Steve. That's not the oh. point. Don't distract us from the point. But I did like Kermit's comments sorry. about the TV screen th- thing. You know, like that's a neat way to touching. put it. Very touching.
1: Yeah, He's really so good nice. at comforting
0: her. Um, he admits that she was his favorite show long before she was ever on television, which is weird because. I'm which is not true. Pretty sure they met through television.
1: Well, they met on uh,
0: Temptation, right? Yeah, episode one of The Muppet Show. I mean. I think so. I don't really know what he's talking Well, it's possible that uh, the original 1970s Muppet Show was actually a show that was going on stage for a while before okay. they brought in cameras.
1: Before Sure. Like, sure, we okay. don't
0: know the story of when The Muppet Show became a TV show. And you no, very much she, get the sense that course. when it did become a TV show, not everyone was in on it, hence Statler and Waldorf's confusion
1: when they saw themselves on TV. Clearly, she passed an audition to be on the Muppet show so she would she would have been at least acquainted with Kermit and vice versa before that point yeah yeah Yeah.
0: so it's it's possible anyway um, yeah but we can make Muppet fan theories another time I got to get through these last few paragraphs because we're Mm. almost done here and then I get to go on a potty break yeah glad you announced that holiday season holiday season Mm mm-hmm anyway he admits that she was his favorite show long before I already read that for Miss Piggy the feeling is mutual on with the show piggy belts out her part of the holiday duet when it comes time for Mindy Kaling to sing oh sorry it says then it comes time for Miss uh, Mindy Kaling to sing period Mm. Um, (laughs) Kermit figured out a solution to this potential disaster by surrounding her with all of the other Muppets That was a clever way to end it. I didn't know what they were going to do, but that's a great conclusion. I really didn't either. My one problem with it is that um, they're doing a song that the Muppets have already done before. So it's not valuable to have it in my collection because I've already got the Muppets doing it in a way that's similar enough that it doesn't make sense for me to have this one as well, you know? What are you talking about? The other
1: version has Gonzo and Rizzo, and this is everybody. That's completely different. Okay, I guess it's something completely different, but... Granted, it's in the same key, okay. Okay, and has a very similar arrangement.
0: And has a very similar arrangement, okay. And actually, if you watch the televised version uh, that they did for, uh, it was like a Christmas tree lighting or something years ago when they did the, the Gonzo and Rizzo number. By the end of it, all the other Muppets join in.
1: Yes, that's true, too.
0: But it's not important right now.
1: But it's not important. It's completely different.
0: After all, going back to correcting Kim, no one should be alone at Christmas. Everyone sings a happy holiday song, including Kermit, who is thankful he'll have a few weeks off to sort through some suddenly confusing feelings. And to sort through writing issues, apparently. Apparently so. Speaking of feelings, Sam is desperately hoping to score a kiss from Janice under the mistletoe. Unfortunately, Chip the IT guy, really? It's going back to this scene now? Wow. Anyway... Later, at a holiday gathering where shoehorned-in Echo Smith provides the music, what are you doing now, Steve?
1: Oh, just shifting in my chair. I'm fine. Oh, okay.
0: I was just wondering, because it sounded really loud from where I was.
1: Oh, it's because, yeah, never mind. I thought
0: you were shuffling a deck of cards.
1: No, everything's fine.
0: Do you have the deck of cards still that uh, that the casino gave you?
1: Well, no, I have the one that the Muppets were playing with the other week, minus a couple cards.
0: Oh, yeah. Thanks, Big Mean Carl. Yeah, I know. Gosh, that guy I told him to shut up. Janice slides up to Sam at the bar. She was touched by the fact he was hanging out with the socially awkward chip earlier. It was really sweet, just like the kiss on the cheek, Janice plants on Sam, ladies and gentlemen. Yes! Hashtag Samus hoo 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 Score win. And, well, good night, everybody. We don't even need to continue the podcast at this point. That's the only thing
1: that matters. Well, I want to point out one thing. Okay. And this this is kind of specific, mm-hmm. and it's, it's really for one listener, but I know he's listening. Uh, our good buddy Sam from Sam's Disney Diary. Hi. Uh, who, you know, is a, is a big fan of Sam the American Eagle. And I just happened to notice this upon rewatching the episode this evening, but Sam... And I, for that matter, but in particular, Sam is a fan of Buffalo Trace bourbon. And that's exactly what Rolf was pouring for Sam Eagle. And I thought, wow, what a coincidence. That is such a crazy coincidence. It's got to be a Christmas miracle, but not
0: as big of a Christmas miracle as... Ralph the dog showing up for the ending of the special to make everything better. He doesn't normally get all that much of an opportunity to show up in Muppet Christmas productions these days. Not, well, not since the 80s, but having him here towards the end
1: was really special. It was very touching. Uh, I thought the other, one of the last really funny moments was also uh, Gonzo thinking that this was Aerosmith. Right. And then Dr. Teeth correcting him and saying, no, no, man, this is Echo Smith." And he pulls up a picture of his phone. This is Aerosmith, and Gonzo's reaction is, "Yo, wow!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was
0: funny. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was clever. It was a clever bit. Um, yes. But I think that brings us to the end of correcting Kim. So at this point, I can move on to phone a friend. <laughs> Hello? Because it's our last episode before the mid-season break, I've decided to do a couple different Phone Friend segments so that more listeners have the chance to chime in before the break. So joining me now for round two is one of the show's most devoted listeners, Dwayne Fletcher. Welcome to the show.
3: Good evening, young sir, and how are you today?
0: I'm doing quite well. How are you? I'm doing quite well as well. Great. So how did you first become a Muppet fan?
3: Well, it's kind of a sad story, not really, but um, when I was a kid, I was sick a lot in the hospital, and um, one of the movies that they had for kids to be able to watch was The Muppets Take Manhattan. It was just released on video, and they had it out, and so just about every single day, I would sit and I would watch one of probably the most depressing Muppet movies out there because of the story and things like that, and I would watch that every day, and that's how I fell in love with The Muppets. Huh neat story
0: i i haven't heard one like that one in a while
3: it, it's yeah it's you know I was they would have it there at the hospital and then i would watch it every day and then after getting out of the hospital i would watch sesame street and all the different shows of course it was the 80s and they had all kinds of shows on then so yeah i was just a diehard muffet fan from you know very first yo all right so have you enjoyed this new series so far I have absolutely loved it. I mean, I know that there have been some episodes that have been, eh, but it has been a pretty good series so far. Everything I could want in the Muppet series.
0: I concur. So what are your thoughts on how this episode of the Muppets plays out as a whole?
3: I think it's really going to set up a lot for the new, for the like the rebuilding or whatever that's going to be. Um, you know, we've got Kermit and Piggy and their relationship, and that's going to be working out differently, I think. So it's going to be really, really interesting to see. Uh, and who knows, we may even have some more dynamic with Becky and Fozzie as well.
0: Yeah, it's it's hard to tell where the Becky and Fozzie storyline is going. Do you like them
3: as a couple? Uh, at first, it was I felt awkward, like I was watching something that I shouldn't be watching. But now I'm kind of used to seeing it. And she really acts, interacts well with not just Fozzie, but the other Muppets as well. And that's kind of what I have a problem with Denise, is she doesn't really interact very well with the other Muppets. She does with Kermit, but not with the other Muppets
0: that's a good point. I hadn't thought of that. She doesn't get much time with the other characters. And so right. we don't get to see how well she plays against
3: them. Right. I mean, Becky, I mean, she's interacted with Rizzo, uh, Pepe, uh, Kermit, and they've, it's all been, you know, really meshed really well together. But Denise, it's only just been Kermit and just a little bit of time with Tiggy.
0: Yeah. I think that, uh, Denise might be able to hang around a bit longer in the series if we actually get to see what her dynamic is like with a
3: bunch of the different Muppet characters.
0: It right, could make for I'd a really, pretty...
3: I'd really like to see how she interacts with, like, Piggy a little bit more. I'd really like to see how she would handle somebody like, uh, Pepe or Rizzo as well.
0: Yeah, so, uh, how do you think that this episode holds up to other Muppet Christmas productions?
3: I would put it up there between uh, Muppet's Family Christmas um, and uh, Christmas Eve on Sesame Street. In that general area? That's pretty high up. Yeah, it's pretty high up. I I really love it because just the the whole Kermit and Piggy getting back to the, the relationship between Kermit and Piggy, and Piggy being realizing, you know, what is going on and that she needs to fight for Kermit. That's been a huge thing for me.
0: So did you like Mindy Kaling as a guest star?
3: I thought she was interesting. I i don't know. I've had a problem with a lot of the guest stars. I just – they just seem to be there. They don't really seem to be really – except for Ed Helms. He really seemed to really enjoy the show, really, you know, enjoyed being there. It just seems like they're just there. They don't really – do that much like with on the Muppet show they were just really really you know you could tell that the guest stars really loved to be there were really part of the show to me on this show they just seemed to be there
0: hmm that's an interesting view on that um so how about Yolanda getting her own
3: plot line in this episode how cool was that that was very cool and I actually uh, way back when, before she was doing this, I did an interview with her for uh, the Muppet Newsflash website. It was a blog, um, and I actually did an interview with her, and now I can't even find it on the internet.
0: <laughs> huh. But yeah, it's it's always great when these obscure characters get their chance to shine like this, I think.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm waiting for a crazy Harry plot line or at least a line from crazy Harry. Um, And I'd love to see Robin in the show as well.
0: Yep. Robin's got to be there at some point. Somehow he's got to be worked in.
3: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Did you have any favorite storylines or scenes or characters from this week's show?
3: Uh, the Kermit and Piggy story. I mean, that uh, again. When they shine, the rest of the Muppets shine, and they really show. You know, they really shined in this episode, and I think that everybody else shined as well. So, the Kermit and Piggy story, absolutely.
0: All right. Anything else you'd like to tell our listening community?
3: Uh, if you ever want to uh, talk to me, I'm always on Facebook, and I'm always on the uh, Muppet Central forums.
0: Uh, what was your uh, username on the Muppet Central forum? Uh, Muppet Central Forums is uh, Dwayne1115. All right. Hope to see you around there. All right. And uh, with that, we come to the end of another fun phone-a-friend. Dwayne, thanks for coming on the show. You're very welcome, sir. Have a great day. All right. Are you ready to jump into favorites, sir? I'm ready for about anything. Okay. Then let's do favorites. Let's do it. So what's your favorite line,
1: Steve? I think I already know. Well, if you ask me first... I'm definitely going there. Can, open, worms everywhere. Although, close second is Chip's... um, I mean, he has no sense of personal space. It's true. So his, like, invasion of Sam Eagle's face with life hack.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that was good, though. Uh, I I enjoyed how... um uh, he's been seeing numbers as colors since he was yellow and a half years oh, old. Oh, we
1: didn't even we didn't even acknowledge
0: that. I know, but that was so clever. Because okay, so what, what's yellow? That's what I've been trying to deduce. What what's yellow? Um, I'm gonna say three. There's a part. See, I've been wondering that too. That was kind of one of the first thir- first things that came to my mind. It um, feels like a three. Yeah, kinda. Yellow doesn't feel as numbery to me. though, as a lot of others. Like blue is kind of sixish to me, or rather, six mm. is kind of bluish to me sort of like a darker blue.
1: Um, I've had students in the past who tell me that different notes give them different color sensations, which is called synesthesia, by the way. It's a real thing. Uh, it's very, very rare. S- synesthesia? A- absolutely. Look it up. Synesthesia. See,
0: you keep using all these big words. Earlier, I know, earlier I didn't you even... were using, what word was it? You were using viscosity. Who uses that word? You win! Oh, oh, hey, you did it. Yay! Woo! Wow, Steve, what what just happened? What have I done? Oh, nothing. 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 Nothing? It was just we we were celebrating no, it's for No, it's
1: it's it's okay. What what were we talking about?
0: Um just big words and stuff, but that's
1: not important. Oh yeah. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um like I I, I see when I'm playing, <laughs> piano, I see chords, bless you. Uh, if you muted that, no one knows why I just said that, but, well, they can um, take I, it just, good I just, well, I just, I just like the you a lot, JD. Season, it's so. the holiday season. the holiday season. So whoop-de-doo and dickery-dock. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, when people sneeze, when you think about it, we
1: should really all just say, ew. <laughs> we really should. Just, ew. <laughs> In fact, everybody just do that tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> for the rest
0: of the holiday season. We we at MuppetHub.com officially decree that all Muppet fans for the rest of this holiday season, until the ushering in of the new year, should be saying ew whenever
1: somebody sneezes. Oh, also, speaking of, of holidays and everything, uh, look at the calendar. You know what tomorrow is? <gasps> no it's refrigerator day (gasps) we wish you a merry fridge day
0: we wish Wish you a a merry fridge fridge day day. we We wish wish you a a merry fridge fridge day day. so So go go out and buy paint isn't it come in and buy paint oh yes come in and buy paint there we go yes we thanks skype for making us so out of sync there (laughs) that i had no idea what was going
1: on oh have fun Uh, editing that yeah
0: i know we'll make it work Wait, well, have you heard the ukulele battle? We made that work. That actually sounded fantastic. Yeah, that took a bit of editing to get us I'm, in sync. I'm sure it but, did, but it was, but it was great. It, it worked. That came together nicely. We I think
1: actually both just sang a lot better than Mindy Kaling did. We did.
0: Hey! There we go. That's an achievement right there. Um, but we're supposed to be in the favorites segment. And we oh. got really, 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 really distracted and just... Did a commercial for an advertisement in the world of Jim Henson's dinosaurs. So there's. Were that. we
1: singing? That's what we were. We were singing our favorite songs, right?
0: I don't think so. That, that was the favorites. No, favorites was about giving our favorite lines and scenes and story arcs. I don't know that I can choose a favorite line from this one. There were too many. Maybe there was one that I mentioned during the um, the live tweet that i did but i'm not going to bring that up right now because that would be too much clicking and typing and things that you don't want in a podcast but Mm. you know i i really liked the dialogue throughout i think gosh i just i'm just so torn what about the scooter with the taking off the sweater um that's not a line though in my your
1: sweater's hideous i must have it
0: I, that's not as interesting to me as the line about Ken. I think that's the one that really thrilled me. So I'm going to go with that one.
1: You know what? I also really like there was, it's kind of a stylistic joke now in this show because two different characters have done this. We usually ascribe this to Bubba the Bear as he leans into the shot and says, four minutes to air. That's always funny. But because uh, he does that a lot. He does that kind of joke a lot. And I think Uncle Deadly had that same kind of joke with his cheese. Yeah. Yeah, it's a joke that... It's very particular to Muppets because they play with the camera frame very deliberately. Yeah,
0: I know what you mean. So, yeah, I think I'm going to give it to Scooter's line about, um... And I'm blanking on the name. Cut your nails, Ken. Ken! That's the one. I was thinking Ned for some reason. Who's Ned? Hmm, I don't know. And who's Joe? Who's Steve? And what about Naomi? Yeah, what about Naomi? Uh, for favorites, I'm going to give it to Scooter's Line About Ken. For a favorite yes. story arc, mm-hmm. I'm going to give it to, oh, what the heck, I'll give it to Samus. As much as I love seeing Yolanda getting her own story arc, the the Sam sketch was so satisfying. I love it's it so darn so much. It's so irresistible, yes. Yeah, it's amazing. Is that your favorite as well, Steve? Uh,
1: I think it is, yeah.
0: Okay. Um, And I guess that brings us to A Toast and a Roast. Okay, so this is a really, 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 really hard one. It's especially hard to fi- – well, I'm not Man, sure which is harder yeah. to do, a toast or a roast. It's This is one of those painful, painful segments that people want to hear just because how the heck are we going to do it, which is why I'm going to let you go first, Steve.
1: All right. Well, I mean, it, this this is hard even for me. I know that you like a pain pig, and Piggy has some pain here, but she actually delivers through the pain too, and I really liked seeing that. Um I mean, th- there's so much to love about this episode, really. Like I said earlier, this really is the best one of the whole series for me so far. Um, I think I'm going to toast. Uh, maybe I'm going to do kind of a... Would you like me to go first? No, 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 no. I- I'm just figuring how to phrase this. I'm going to do one that's kind of a double-edged sword. So it kind of counts as both. Um, I'm going to talk about Mindy Kaling's singing because... Okay. It was wonderfully horrible. It was intentionally horrible. I would even go as far to say it was auto-tuned to be horrible because it's hard to sing that bad. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I I have to toast her for for having that kind of awful talent. But at the same time, it was so terrible that I, I almost have to roast it as well. So you so see, you, it's it kind of serves as both, right So you're there. going to toast and roast Mindy Kaling? I think I am,
0: yeah. All right, wow. This is a first, ladies and gentlemen. We've seen the same person toasted and roasted. It's sort of like how I, there's a part of me that wants to call 1980s Xanadu my favorite movie ever, and a part of me wants to call it my least favorite movie mm, ever, because yeah, I have such yeah, an intense yeah. love-hate relationship with that movie uh and you can find my review of Xanadu at MuppetHub.com.
1: but i think if i was going to if i was going to roast anything else obviously it would be uh it would be Andy Pig clearly Clearly. but I, I, I can set him aside in this one and say that uh yeah Mindy Kaling actually just earns both sides of that coin for me this week
0: that's amazing i guess you could say that you're toasting Mindy Kaling the actor but you're roasting the character, Mindy
1: Caleb. You know what? That's that's good. That's very good, yes.
0: There we go. We know how to work the system. We can get through these loopholes. That's that's good, yeah, yeah. Yeah, see, see, lawyered. Anyway, I'm going to roast
1: chestnuts on an open fire?
0: That's clever. That's very clever. Thank you. But no, I'm actually going to roast Becky.
1: Yeah, you're going to do this.
0: I'm going to roast Becky because she didn't even bother to show up for her own plot line.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Look, if you're going to get your own plot, you show up. It's the courteous thing to do, at least in a photo. Come on.
1: Okay, a photo. Yeah, Fozzie could have looked in his wallet at a photo. Yes. You know, give me something. Give, Give me, something. me something. Okay. All right. All right. That's
0: all I'm saying, and I'm only saying it because everyone in the episode was so good, I have to find someone out of the episode to roast. Does yeah, that make sense?
1: I, I can't think of any major characters aside from Becky that were not uh, in this episode. Except for Tam
0: and Ella but that's a rant for another well, time. Well,
1: except for Tam and Ella but Well,
0: what are you going to do? What are you going to do? can't win them all no yeah. even if you're Taminella Grinderfall even if you're
1: Tammanella Grinderfall
0: <sighs> so can you guess who I'm going to toast
1: Taminella Grinderfall
0: no oh I don't know then I'm going to toast drumroll please Steve help me out here drumroll please
1: oh, oh hold on
0: okay okay holding on that does not that's not even no fine mm.
1: Okay. And those are good. Okay,
0: anyways, what? <sighs> I'll do it on my lap. All right, here we go. Drumroll, please. That's really more like applause,
1: if you think about it.
0: <sighs> Darn you. Fine. Um, <laughs> what do I have that... Uh, okay, um, I'll grab my copy of Jim Henson, the biography by Brian J. Jones, available now. Fun for reading, not for slapping, like I'm about to do. Is that close enough, Steve? He worked really hard on that book. Why are you he, doing that to his book? Did, I I it's I don't mean it. The point is, I'm toasting Chip, the IT guy. <laughs>
1: Can you believe
0: it? After I roasted him last episode, I am toasting him this episode. How far he has come? Because you know What? What? He actually had one of the most memorable and likable scenes that was used in a clever way. It wasn't just a dumb joke trying to shoehorn him in somewhere. It was something that set up a great climax to a great storyline. And, even though it could have just been left to serve that function, it's still got some really, really interesting dialogue about Pringles being shaped like the human tongue and about the life hack. So you know what?
1: Chip gets it. Chip gets my toast. I I get it. I get it. You know, he's been written to be so awkward and creepy, like his eye blink and everything. You know, we've talked about how much we hate all that. But it all wound up being an asset to him this week. It really did. I can look back now and say, you know what? I get
0: it. Yeah. He actually ended up helping the story with his weirdness. It, it was used for good purpose, and that is what Christmas is all about. Wow Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> OK. Um, <laughs> I don't know how far we were going to go there, but we, we had to do it anyway. And now it's time for one of my favorite segments: "Your Christmas line. song." No, oh. No. We already tried that, and we failed, Steve. It's the most no, wonderful
1: you're time You're going to get us trapped in the intro the again, year. Steve.
0: Don't do this to me, Steve. With You've already got me started, Steve. I can't say anything to you without saying Steve now. lots Darn of you. beer. Okay, that is not, those are not the words. Those are not the words. <laughs> okay, Noel, fine. Noel, Noel. Uh, um, I, I was going to go into the Animaniacs uh, number, but we don't have time for that. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, that's
1: a great number. Yeah. It's fun, isn't it? It's, it's really fun. I'm, everything from them is Did you get
0: the yes. videos I sent you of the uh, uh, rats and chickens and things doing the Christmas songs from the uh, Disney edition yes. from *A yes. yes. Christmas
1: Carol? Did you like those? I did. Those are very funny stuff, yes.
0: Yep. They're good. I wouldn't consider them very funny, but they're very fun. That's good. Yeah. All right. What I was trying to say is, it's time for the online petition report. Oh, here it comes the online petition report. You always talk at the wrong moment, so
1: I have to figure out how to edit the the theme around you. It's, you can mute my track, you know. Yeah, but I'm a separate I, I, audio track on your computer, right? Now. I'm not even here. I'm just an, a wave file at this point that you can. Manipulate for your own
0: purposes. But the important thing is, let's go through these petitions. Yay, here we go. The petition to keep the Fraggle Rock movie in Fraggle Rock. The petition to get Frogfan76 on the new Muppet Show on ABC. The petition to get Frank Oz's bodyguard to punch anyone who asks if Frank will do the voice. The petition to make Sam Eagle and Janice, also known as Samus, a couple. The petition to kill off Statler. The petition to kill off Astoria. The petition to remove Fozzie from approximately 50% of the episode's B or C stories. The petition to add Big Mean Carl to various awkward situations. The petition to see Clifford make a cameo. The petition to put Chris Rock on 30 Rock. The petition to make Ryan Dozier the head writer for the Muppets. The petition to show the breakup between Gonzo and Camilla. The petition to produce Gonzilla vs. Mothra. The petition to have Alice Cooper on the new show as a guest star. The petition to bring back Hilda. Give Ralph his own advice segment in each episode. Start each episode with a Brian Henson intro a la Best of the Muppet Show. Put frogfan76 in charge of the Jim Henson Company. Get a robe for Ken. Make Obsessive Henson Fan Disorder an actual medical... thing. Get Kermit to give an explanation of the afterlife at my memorial service. Add Tutter to the cast of the new series. Rename the series to The Uncle Deadly Show. Produce Uncle Deadly's fashion line. Add at least one scene in this season with Robin. Make Walter the new host of Up Late with Miss... I can't even say that without breaking, I'm sorry. Make Walter the new host of Up Late with Miss Piggy. The petition to send Steve and myself coffee mugs from Up Late with Miss Piggy. The petition to have Tom hang guest star on The New Muppet Show, and the petition to have Frank Oz guest star in Up Late with Miss Piggy, the petition to learn to fly with Tom Petty, the petition to send me piggy water and hogwash, the petition to add Big Mean Carl's performance of Twas the Night Before Christmas to the season one DVD release, and last but not least, the petition to make the Olanda Christmas special.
1: I have one more. Oh, you have one more. The petition to uh, get Ken to cut his nails. The petition to get
0: Ken to cut his nails. All right. I think that wraps up about all of the petitions.
1: That's good. That's quite a list that we've amassed over the we last have, 10 weeks.
0: Yeah. It's amazing how far we've come with quite just a, a few weeks. What a journey this has been. It has been. I think that this whole series has been a wonderful journey. I mean that seriously. It has changed my life and taken over my schedule. But Yes. Yes, it has. <laughs> but it's been fun. It's been crazy. Uh, and it's been such a delight and I'm so proud that the Muppets have done this. And I hope that when they come back from the break, I know they've got a lot they want to rework, but I hope that when they come back, the same spirit of Muppetiness and absolute craziness and fun that we've been enjoying thus far is going to be kept around. Mm -hmm. Do you have anything else you'd like to add, Steve? I do not. Really? No closing remarks? Oh, this is the closing? Yeah, we're at our closing remarks now.
1: Uh, well then, hi... I'm Steve Swanson you don't from the Muppet introduce Cast. Introduce yourself I hope that at the end. Oh, okay. Um, I I hope you've had fun, folks. It has been a real pleasure getting to uh getting invited onto the show to do this with JD because he could have picked anyone. I'm really flattered and honored that he picked me. Uh Aw, shucks. And uh, you know, I think it's uh it's just been nothing but good. I can't wait to come back in February and start this up again, which, by the way, I don't know if you looked at a calendar recently, J.D., but we'll be doing this at the same time that we're doing the Muppet Madness tournament as well. So uh, I don't know how we're going to manage any of that. But, I uh, have
0: absolutely no idea. We uh, Just as a heads up, guys, we may need to take... A couple weeks off of Let's Talk Muppets. Just skip a few for the sake of our sanity. But the reward that you're going to get for that in return oh is a really, really goodness. great Muppet Madness tournament. We've already started cooking up some fun ideas um, that do not involve the casino. No, thank heavens. Um, I don't even think they involve anything like the card system. We're really no. reworking the games this, this is... time to be something really, really different uh, that I think I think
1: everyone's going to like a lot. I think it is. I think it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be, uh, well, just a, a huge project for us. But uh, I, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to coming back to this show after the break. And, uh, well, you can still listen to everything that I'm doing over at MuppetCast.com.
0: Yeah, and I think there are uh, there's at least one more episode of 11 PC to come uh, b- during the break between Let's Talk Muppets. Hopefully there will oh, be good. a few. Uh, but I think I'm going to need to take a little bit of a break in January because, well i've been i've been working a lot and it's nice to have a little season break you well, know doing i know mean? the same
1: thing you need to you need a sanity break after that, right after all you this really stuff do. yeah
0: but you know what we're gonna keep the muppet content coming for a while and uh, i'm really excited about what's to come yes me too and with that uh, i guess that brings us to the end of our special holiday edition of let's talk muppets hooray and it's only been almost cheer. two hours it's uh, by my count it's only been almost an hour and a half but oh well yeah that's true yeah it
1: feels longer it,
0: it it feels like we've been at this for three hours <laughs> it really gotta does. it's 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 amazing and yet somehow we may end up staying on the line after this talk i'm sure we will yep yep that'll be fun and i have to make steve apologize for the sam harris joke so <laughs> until next time thank you for joining us on let's talk muppets i'm jd hansel and i'm a spanish guitar player.
1: That's a pretty good one. Yeah, was a I pretty was,
0: good one, I was right? wondering what you were gonna do there, okay. I had to do that one. As soon that was one of the rare moments when as soon as I saw it in the episode I was like, that's it. That's what I'm closing with. Mm-hmm. And Very nothing nice. nothing stronger was able to come along to replace it. So that's fun. Yeah. So now I have to learn to play the guitar for when we come back from the break. Oh boy.
1: You could just play ukulele and tune it down.
3: eh uh,